Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I was talking to a woman at work today, and she was appalled that we don't do Santa Claus with our kids. Hi. It's not real. Who's why to who? To me or to or to her, Tone? Like why does it matter to her okay. that you don't she, continue the idea of this false <laughs> idol? <laughs> hey, Tone, go with the idol. Well, see, he's kind of. I'm I'm with him, and it's a hard thing. Like I, I'm not being judgmental when I say this, but as we're Christians, and so we don't really do Santa. And I'm not, again, I'm not judging people that do. I'm not saying it's wrong to do Santa. I'm just saying from my perspective, that's just never been part of what we did. We we had it, my brother and I had it when we were little kids. I don't know if my parents did it with my youngest brother. Actually, yeah, they did. And he was so mad when he was eight and he found out that Santa wasn't real. He was so angry. Not that Santa wasn't real, but that my parents had kept up this lie for eight years. That's yeah, what that's he worse. was upset about. But yeah. I, th- I feel I feel like I, how many parents are really getting away with that at a certain point now? Because every kid, like, I, I never see a 10-year-old without a smartphone in his hand. It's like five words into Google and you'll find out that Santa's not real. Here's my thing. It, to go back to y'all point about the we're Christian, it's a lot of stuff Christian people have been getting away with. That's some bull for years now. So I don't like that argument. Second of all, my parents... Uh, did it for a little while. Nobody ever told us that Santa wasn't real. It's kind of something like me and my brother at different points came to a realization. It was like, ah, okay, whatever. Um, so Joe was probably about seven, eight. I was like six at that point, turning seven. It was like, ah, I see the operation that's going down here. Um, but there was no sense of like, ah, I feel betrayed or anything like that. I never, it never occurred to me to do it with my kids. For one, my kids are now nine and 12 and you both know my kids Mm -hmm. decently well. Not just Mm -hmm. that you've met them, but you know what these kids are like. Right. Mm -hmm. I I just, I don't think that would have worked on them past about age four. I don't think they would have bought that. For very long. It, it wasn't, I don't even think it was that conscious of a choice for me not to do Santa Claus with them as it was. It just didn't occur to me to make that part of our Christmas. It just never really entered my mind. And uh, I remember my grandmother was, uh, was upset about it at the time. And she, she, well, or she was confused and upset probably because she asked me, she's like, so, oh, so you, so you guys aren't, you guys don't celebrate Christmas then. I was like, no, 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 grandma. We didn't like, 
leave the faith or something. In fact, <laughs> just the opposite. That's kind of the reason that we're not doing it. Um, but also, everywhere you go from, what, October on, you're going to see Christmas stuff everywhere and Santa stuff everywhere. And I remember when... I, I don't like it. I hate it. They they skip over Thanksgiving all the time on commercials when you go to the store. It's disrespectful. Tone, I love you. Yeah, like, stop talking about Thanksgiving, bro. Like we, stop. We, we, you we were off during Thanksgiving. We're not yeah, we did this a month ago, man. We're not gonna rehash every no. I'm just saying. Topic, I'm just saying. Every topic no. that you missed. I'm just saying, just put it out there. But I remember we were at Home Depot and they have these inflatable or light up Santas or animatronic Santas that they sell. And Grace finally asked me or said something. Grace Grace is like three years old and she goes, Hey, there's that Christmas man again. Not the Christmas man. The Christmas man. That's funny. I told her it was a. Uh, I told her it was a Christmas hobo, because he has the sack, like a bindle. Whoa. Yeah, I, uh, my parents didn't uh, from right from the jump. They were like Santa not doing nothing. I bought that. I, me and your mom bought those for you. Say thank you to us and God, not to Santa. Yeah, that's true. I want the credit. That's true, too. My kids don't believe in Santa. They believe in Amazon. That's their Santa now. They make their Amazon lists, and then the whole family goes on there. and picks, fair. You know, that's, that's the new Santa is, is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I'm sure everyone is eager for the Tony Gill updates after his hiatus. This is Sports oh. Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host, Russ Dorsey. Tony, you're skeptical? You're skeptical over whether people are interested in your life? Yeah, I mean, Rick Camp did, did an excellent job and a great job. He did. Shout out to Campy. You know, he, uh, he Campy did a great job. He really did. He did excellent work. But, Tony, it, it feels so good to have you behind me again. Yo. I don't like any of that. You forced that. You forced Tony Gill back producing hey, for us. Let's run the. Give me the ball. Let's run the office because I didn't like that. You just you just grabbed the rebound and went. Russ likes having Tony behind him as well. No, 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 no. there's no better feeling when you're hosting a podcast to know that Tony Gill is all right, behind buddy. You. No, all right, you're over five from the field. Game just started. Get out. Get out. Sports adjacent is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to our link sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and take advantage of their buy one, get one half off sale uh, through the end of December. So you still have some time to do that. If you want to, you know, chip in a late Christmas gift, I, nobody minds that. That's okay. They, I, I'll give Sheets and Giggles credit. It's too late by the time you hear this. Sheets and Giggles on Wednesday, the 20th, was offering free three-day shipping. Like, that's pretty late in the game to be buying a Christmas present and have it get there by Christmas. They were trying. They were trying to help if they could. That's not going to be on the table by the time you get this episode on Friday. But you can still get, uh, you can still take advantage of the buy one, get one half off sale all the way to the end of the month. If you want to buy one of these for a Christmas gift, you could kind of print out a picture of it and give that to the person in a card as a gift or tell them, hey, your gift's coming late. I'm going to get you a gift next week. That's not bad either. I always kind of like getting a late gift because it kind of it kind of stretches out the holiday a little bit, whether it's your birthday or Christmas or whatever. But go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and hit up their buy one, get one half off sale. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. Go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer. Your first bet with BetMGM gets paid back and free future betting credits up to $1,500 if you don't win. Just use our promo code adjacent. 1000 bet MGM, the king of sports books. Russ, 
Saturday night, I was in Cleveland for mm-hmm. work. And uh, I, it had been maybe a week since I shaved. I needed to shave. And do you use, do you, when you shave, do you use an electric razor or a, a regular one? Uh, I don't do it myself. Barber does it. He has the liner and then he uh, tightens the line up with the old school th- th- razor. Oh, you don't like, uh, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about with that. Um, but you don't like touch it up or get your neck every now and then or anything. Uh, yeah. Okay. So if like, I got him, I can't see my barber for whatever reason in between. Yeah. I have yeah. a little electric here at the, at the, okay. I actually started with an electric razor when I was 16 or something like that. And I've never used the normal kind, the kind that's like $3 at, Walmart that or something snaps like. into place that way. yeah I've never used one and would and don't know how to and would be afraid to even try it so I have an electric one but the thing about electric ones is they don't work unless it's charged and mm-hmm. I went to shave this was Saturday night in the hotel room in Cleveland I went to shave and the thing ran out after I had only done about this much oh like no about, like about a a two inch by two inch section kind of to the to the right of my chin you got the and before like, and after pick yeah. So I'm like, this isn't good. So I'm like, all right, this thing needs to charge. I'll plug it in, just do stuff for half an hour, come back. I come back, turn it on, and I get the I get basically the rest of the right side of my face and it goes out again. So and I, the before and after pick. <laughs> and so I but I, so I realized, oh, this outlet that it was plugged into isn't working in the hotel yeah. bathroom. So I'm gonna be all right. I move this thing, plug it in. But in the meantime, and granted, I'm in Cleveland where I don't know anybody, so it's not as high risk as it would be in other places. But in the meantime, it's six o'clock. I got to get dinner. I got to, you know, go down and get something out of the hotel lobby as well. So I got to figure out how am I going to go around with my face half shaved? And the, I found several different creative ways to do this. Mostly I was wearing a hoodie and I would pull it up and kind of like, you know, scrunch it up on the... Pulled the strings real tight. Like you were cold and on the phone at the same time. Yeah, I also I also had some fake phone calls where I was like this. Only only taking phone calls on the right side of my face. Hey man, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah. Okay. Or just, you know, just some very classy poses like this, like with my my hand on the side of my face, like I'm like I'm thinking. What is your preference? Like tone is all beard all the time. I'm at a point in my life where I'm all beard all the time because it took me too damn long. Mm-hmm. You're Back and forth, right? You can go from yeah, you no beard to right. five o'clock shadow to the summertime. Yeah. You're full beard, James Harden. What is if you could pick year round? What would you do? Uh, if I could keep it permanently at uh, what it looks like, maybe as like a half beard, like five days without shaving. Mm-hmm. So more than more than this, more than like five o'clock shadow that you're seeing, um, but not full beard. I think that would look best. And, and it's especially key for me. And I, I've mentioned this before and beard and, and people that are going bald up top, understand this, that you got to grow the hair where you can. Imperative. Yeah. So if you're not a, if you don't, if you don't have facial hair, that's conducive to having a beard, then I'm not sure what you do, but very few people can get away with the baldy with no facial hair. Yeah. You look like a ping pong ball. So, I'm trying not to do that. And I can, I can, and one thing is I grow a good beard. I have good beard self-awareness. My beard comes in. That is true. 
full and clean you everything. Yeah. And so I got I got to do it. But once it gets to a certain point, after about a week, week and a half, it starts to get itchy and it starts to look a little shaggy. And I'm not good at trimming that down. It's kind of just, it's all or nothing. So basically about every week, I just reset it. So the one dude that can get away with the baldy, with basically no facial hair, it's a little stubbly, but not a ton, is my man King the Jet Smith. And did y'all see my man Kenny the Jet Smith the other night? Oh, no. man. Jay. Doesn't he All usually right. have facial hair? Not a ton. Okay. Not he a ton. The, the, the goatee situation? Or yeah, like what did you the... see the other night? Oh, did y'all not see it? Oh, no, no, no. He went and got the Beijing. On his face? I don't know how I feel about that. He looked like... You know how you feel like about his it. No. It's how... It's how the rest of, of Twitter felt seeing it. It's like when we've already seen you with the salt and pepper, and it's like, yo, you look good, right? Like, yeah, you didn't need to do that. And he went and said, yo, Beijing this joint. See, and when you mentioned him, I was, I was picturing the salt and pepper beard. Mm-hmm. How, did he, how did he get that by Barkley on the TNT studio show? Was Barkley off that night? <laughs> I don't know if they talked about it. I feel like Barkley would not have let that slide. Um... Is he back out in the streets? Kenny? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. I, I mean, when a guy of that age, right, uh, goes backwards go. into the Beijing life, I got a, hey, remember our, uh, one of our famous Twitter threads, Russ, to uh, Steph Curry's parents? <laughs> like, hey, man, be careful out here, big dog. They pegging out here, big dog. Like, just, just be careful. I guess, it, I guess he is single. He's not married. He was. I got divorced in twenty eighteen. Told you. It's a little. It's a little bit true what he's saying because if I come on here and you see that I've got, I've got the hair growing back again up top. If you went to Turkey to get the, the surgery, you, oh. you're. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I just get the Brian Urlacher thing that you see on all the the billboards the restore, by O'Hare the Airport. Yeah, if I see that or I come in to do this and you see that I'm in really good shape, your first question should be out of concern. Hey, what's what's going on at home, bud? Yeah, so because here's the thing. This is how we normally see Kenny. Mm-hmm. Baldy, damn near no beard. And he, he looks good. Come, yes, he looks good with the baldy with no beard. He's like the one dude. He but looks he his age, but he looks well, good. Well, now that you bring it up, Charles, he does baldy, no facial hair. Yes, and it works for Charles. Um, mm-hmm. But there are very few guys that can get away with that, and he can. And then he came back with the jet black too. It wasn't even like it was the salt and pepper; it was the jet black that I think. Kenny the jet black. Yeah, Kenny the jet blacksmith. <laughs> I saw a famous. There was a famous person on my flight coming home from Cleveland. By the way, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. No, I was not coming from Cleveland on this flight. I was I connected in Atlanta because I still fly Delta. And I know I, I'm about to fix that. I'm about done with it. I'm about done with all the connecting, uh, even though Delta is easily the best airline as far as the quality of your flying experience. It's just not worth it for all the connecting. And I was so I was in Atlanta and th- I don't know if you if everybody outside of Chicago is going to 
know this, but I think that you would recognize him. Frank Thomas is unmistakable. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't miss Frank Thomas. And it, and if you didn't know anything about sports and didn't know what Frank Thomas, the Hall of Fame baseball player, looked like, you would still think that's somebody. Mm-hmm. That's like an action star. Man. That's a movie star. That's somebody. Because Frank Thomas, Frank Thomas, by the way, is 55 and he's in amazing shape right now. Yeah. And Six he's five towers over everybody. And he's super cleaned up and he dresses really well. Frank Thomas walking through that airport. If you didn't know who he was, you could be like, you would at least think, oh, that's got to be a, a also baldy, no facial hair. Yes. Yeah. I'm seeing a common thread in the people pulling it off that you keep mentioning. A black. So I cover sports for a living now. So I'm, and I've been doing it for a long time now. So I don't get particularly starstruck by athletes. I think there's other people I would get starstruck by. I think if I met Steve Carell or something, I would, I would just fumble over my words and everything and make a fool of myself. Um, But Frank Thomas is from the time I could remember watching baseball. Frank Thomas was part of it. And Frank Thomas is the greatest player in White Sox history. If you grew up in Chicago uh, around the time I did, probably the second greatest athlete in Chicago to Jordan over that time, just dominant player. So I was like, oh man, I really want to meet Frank Thomas. Like I, I, he's going to be on my flight. I can tell. And, and by the way, nobody's talking to him in Atlanta. Nobody is coming up to him. And when we landed in O'Hare, he couldn't get through the airport. Without everyone wanting to come up, shake his hand, take a picture. People yelling from yelling like from across the hallway. Hey, Mr. Thomas, you look good, man. Stuff like that. Um, but I was wearing. You remember we had our deal with homage. Yeah. One of the shirts I got when we were working with homage was the Frank Thomas rookie card T-shirt. Oh, and man. I was I was wearing it that day. And I don't know if it's weird or cool to have somebody come up and try to talk to you wearing a t-shirt with your face on it. Probably weird. Especially if you're him, like you've gotten enough of that probably in your life. And, and, he, and he's probably wondering, did I get paid for any of this? I hope he did. <laughs> I hope he got a cut. He's like, hey, what is that company again? <laughs> I've never wanted the upgrade so badly to first class. And, and Frank Thomas unknowingly has never wanted me to get that upgrade less probably because I probably would have just bothered him the whole flight, but I did get a chance to talk to him. It was at, when we were waiting for our bags at O'Hare, we were standing right next to each other. And I told him while I was talking to him, this is interesting only to me, not to him, um, that I had interviewed him 20 years ago when I was an intern and when he was with the White Sox in 2005. And both of us were kind of in disbelief that it's been that long, that it's been 20 years 20 since years. 2005 already. Um, but mostly we just were kind of like two old people, uh, complaining about how long it was taking the bags to come out and complaining that they've moved Delta airlines to terminal five now. And that that's a, a big pain in the butt. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's the international terminal. And so it, it just kind of, and it's far from the other terminals. Yeah. So it's kind of out of the way and it just is always super congested because it's full of international travelers that many of them don't aren't familiar and comfortable with and and accustomed to how American airports work and what the security process is and things like that. 
Uh, so an uneventful conversation. And we know some same some of the same people that work at NBC Sports Chicago, where he works now in the media. An uneventful conversation. But if you had told me when I was 10 that, hey, down the line, someday you and Frank Thomas will be standing around baggage claim at O'Hare complaining about uh, how long it takes for the luggage to come out, that would have been pretty cool. I feel you. Uh, that is a cool story. How ironic that you were wearing that T-shirt that day. Um, I, know. I know. That's actually insane. Um, but, yeah, I like I know off that same team, A.J. Pierzynski's my man. And That's right. Yeah. Still at my parents' house, there's a poster of A.J. Pierzynski. It's crazy. But one of those cool things about, like, working in this business, you grow up and you meet some of those people. Yeah. Also could be very dangerous. Very dangerous. Could be. Because you never know what these people are in real life. And you come across them, you'd be like, man, I used to be a fan. And you that's would just jerk the whole time. I've had true there's few, there's, true tone, but you gotta, cut, you gotta cut people a break on that though. Like Frank Thomas, okay. Frank Thomas and I basically walked through from the through the airport together at O'Hare. We basically walked in the same vicinity of each other from the gate down to baggage claim. And I don't blame him for being in no mood for any of this talking to strangers at the end of a travel day, getting into O'Hare at five or six o'clock at night. And every five feet you walk, somebody wants to talk to you or wants your attention or some, or is probably taking a picture and trying to be sly about it, things like that. I, I don't blame him for being in no mood for any of that. And he was not a jerk. He just clearly wanted to get his bag and get out of there like any other person at the airport. So I, I can't hold it against him that he's not wanting to, you know, turn all the lights on and be, hey, Frank Thomas, public figure, celebrity for everybody. No, I get that. I get that part. I mean, what was but craziest to me, though, was watching people walk past him, Russ. And not know who was. First off, how could you miss him? It's a large human. He's so tall. He's so brawny. How, and, he, and he's dressed, again, he's dressed like a movie Dressing star. Nice, for sure. How, how could you miss Frank Thomas? And all of these people are walking by him. And I'm sitting there, uh, 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 don't you guys know? Like, don't you know you're walking past I mean, all-time great Frank Thomas? I mean, he should be, you know, causing airport stoppages. I mean. In Chicago, he should be. I think in Chicago, he should be. I, I'm, I'm with I'm with Jason on that. It's not like he's in. Yeah, don't forget. Frank was like one of the most popular baseball players in from 1990. He's the greatest to player the White Sox have ever had. Like he he's, was a two-time MVP in the 90s. He would have won the triple five. Play. Top five greatest right-hander hitters all time. Like Frank was that dude. So no, 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 no. it's no disrespect to, to to Frank or anything like that. I, I'm just saying. If there's you any know, over the landscape, happen, if there's any airport for it to happen, it's O'Hare. Russ, speaking of the air travel, I've started a new move that I I don't know if it makes me a hero or a jerk, but I'm so tired of people from the rows behind me when the plane stops shoving through yeah just exit when your row exits that's your turn unless you're one of those people that have the flight that you're connecting like now even then i think you're slowing everything down as opposed to if we all just order in an orderly fashion get off this plane nah if i got my flight right now you gotta move big dog but other than that and that's usually one percent of the people so i'm with you 99 percent of the time i just recently flew with my kids and because I did the cheap dad move of getting the the economy basic tickets or whatever, we were in the back of the plane. 
We were in the very last or second to last row. Rosa Parks and, section. And I'm not, that's not what we call it in our house. <laughs> I'm not sitting there thinking, hey, let's jump up 10 rows over all these people. It's like, hey, I paid for a ticket that's in row 29. If I don't like waiting, and you did have to wait, I, I'll, I'll give it to you. You do have to wait quite a long time to get off when you're in the back of the plane. But that's on me. If I if I hate it so much, I'll spend more on the tickets next time. Which you want? But, so I've started boxing out. Okay. I have okay. started. I have no intent in from row twelve or whatever, row eight, whatever I'm in. I have no intent of jumping ahead of anybody in any row ahead of me. But it's kind of one of those things, like when there's a merge on the uh, on the interstate, and you kind of slide out to block mm-hmm. people from using the the little Shoulder. partial lane to jump ahead. Yeah. Which is dangerous. You might get hit doing that. Don't do that. And you might get hit doing what I've been doing on the airplanes. That's, a, you know, a different way that you could get hit. But I've started doing that where I'm I'm going to, because I always get aisle seats, so I'm in perfect position to do this. I'm going to get out in the aisle so that no one is going to be jumping up from row 29 or 27. But then I will, like, I, I've taken it a little too far probably because I will make a point of allowing the people on the other side of the aisle to exit before me. I will make like a gesture with my hand and say, no, please. No, no, you can come through. Yeah, I want this all these dude, people man. that are charging up from row 35 to see it and understand. That's a, this is that's how a, the airplane deboarding is supposed to work. That's a dangerous game, Jay. It is. Because you, uh, you just signal to everybody that's behind you, you are prepared to throw hands. And I'm not. To stand on yeah. business right there. Yeah, but they don't know that. Right, like you. Yeah, they you, think you're standing you, on business. Yeah, you. The way you signaled, "Hey, I am the protector of this area, and we're going to go at it as an orderly fashion." You just signal to the person that's ready to jump the line. I may have to fight this man to get through. So that's 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 the only thing that I that I got to say on that, Jay. That you got to be prepared just in case to stand on business, throw hands in, in front of your seats. You know, to let them know that, you know, hey, this is this is what we about in the leisure yeah, household. Because you don't want to get rolled on in front of your kids. That's why. Nah, that's never yeah. a good thing. Maybe you don't, you don't want not in front Maybe of your seat, man. For me. We've been trying to figure out where it is that I would. Although you do, you never, never want to do that on an airplane. Nah, you can end up on the no-fly list. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's right. Well, you could end up in a lot of places you don't want to be if you do that on an airplane. That's a lot different than doing it at the Jewels. I thought I was going to see a, a little skirmish break out, though. And this was a new one for me. This is in the category of people trying to get off the plane ahead of people that are in front of them. But I had not seen this before, Russ. In the set of three seats in the row in front of me, Mm -hmm. the person in the middle seat was not willing to wait for the person on the aisle seat to get out. Oh, no, we might have to have work. He was trying to force his way through to get out ahead of the person that was in the seat between him and the aisle. No, no, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. Hey, my man, I'm, I'm put, I'm, I'm physically putting my hands on you. Yeah. My man. No, 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 no. Hey, give me a second. Jeez. No, I'll throw. Oh yeah. No, I don't. I wish, man, I'm glad you be seeing this. Stuff. <laughs> did you guys see that? Did you, did you guys see that viral video? Now. Russ wants someone to do it now. Did you guys see that viral video? Try me, try getting out Which in the middle one? seat and find out. There was a guy in the middle seat. The guy had, he had an aisle seat and he was waiting because there was already a line. Mm-hmm. And the guy just literally just put his shoes on that man's knees and his legs and just stepped on him to get in line to get off the plane. 
Yeah. It was about, I, I look, look it up, and I was like, man, that yeah. could have gone any type of way. Uh, like, now that's dangerous. I'm undercutting you, and your face is going to fall on the, the seats across the way. I'm Mike telling you, no matter me. whose fault it is or what it's over, I, there can't be many worse places to get in a fight than on an airplane. Shit, the the consequences me. are going to be don't absurd for that. Like, you don't, you don't want to do that. I bet I grab those legs if you try to step on me. <laughs> I bet I do. Tony's all grown up. Look at him. Cool Papa Tone over here. Old married Tony. Old married so, dad Tony. He whack. He washed. He washed. I'm washed. Huh? I'm washed. Tony, I don't that. He, he don't even come outside no more. No, sir. We inside. Right, on, the, on that subject, tell the people what you've been up to. How, how long has it been since your daughter was born? Uh, about a... Almost two months. It'll be two months on the 26th, the day after Christmas. It'll be two months. All right. So you're finally back. You've been, Mm -hmm. you've been off our show for about that amount of time, I think. Mm -hmm. A little bit before. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty liberal with the, uh, the paternity leave that we didn't offer. That we don't Mm -hmm. give him. Got it. Mm -hmm. Catch people up, man. They've been waiting on you. We had, we had you on briefly right after she was born. Mm-hmm. Um, just to say hello and and give an update, but say people have been Billy Gill. People mm-hmm. have been waiting to hear from you. Yeah, he only came on because it was Billy Gill. But people have been waiting to hear from you, man. People love you on the show. Wow, well, thanks, thanks a lot. Uh, missed everybody, missed you guys. Um, yeah, you know, had to, you know, still learning. I guess it's like an ever learning process, uh, learning how to be a dad, how to be a good dad. Um, just learning how to keep her alive. It's probably the the most thing that I've been learning. Uh, all the things that babies can get, you know, and contract if you know you're not vigilant. Um, like something as as simple as as sleeping, right? Like, well, make sure you don't put them overnight sleep on their stomach because they may suffocate. Yeah. Like, just all these different things that you need to watch out for, and it keeps you up, like. If I don't hear like a breathing noise, like I, I haven't slept through the night since because it's like if I don't hear enough sound or enough movement, I'm like, is she, is she still alive? Like, what's going on? Um, and still alive, Tony. So, no, like, it's, right. it's a constant word. It's you, a constant word, man. I can't tell you how often I would go in there and I would go in the room while they're asleep, either of my daughters, when they're a baby, and it's like they bur- they're so quiet you can't barely hear them breathe. I would have to go up and put my hand near enough to where I could feel underneath the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Always just checking. Very scary feeling. Um, But, you know, when she's up, I mean, the smiles, just the laughter, like it's, it's a feeling that uh, I've never experienced before, but it's a great one. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving it so far. You know what I heard about? That's crazy. When you talk about, you know, the dangers to a baby when they sleep. Russ, you're, you're a big Arizona guy. You love Arizona. Mm-hmm. My wife and daughters were out in Arizona, and I this has never happened to me all the times I've been there, but they saw a scorpion at the hotel pool. Okay. And this is a big thing down there. If you live in Florida, you get these little lizards in your house, but they're totally harmless. They're not poisonous. They're not going to mess with you. All they do is run away from you. Scorpions are a little bit different. And I was wondering... I was asking someone from Arizona, hey, does this, is this really a thing you have to think about all the time? Because I feel like I'd be nervous every time I put my shoes on. 
whether there was going to be a scorpion in there. And he told me that they make these scorpion guards for baby cribs because oh, scorpions. No. Oh, no. Told, this is something you'd have to think about if you lived out there, Tone. Scorpions can crawl vertically, but they can't crawl at an inverted angle vertically. So you get these things that are basically almost turns the the outside of the crib into like a trough with the angled out so like that a scorpions shape. Scorp yes, thank you. So that scorpions can't get in. That's why. Oh no, that's crazy. That's yes. crazy. Like why that. do people live there? Well, See, it's that, really nice. I mean, don't bring babies there, obviously. <laughs> Here's my thing, Jay. I do love Arizona, Scottsdale, yeah. all that good stuff. It just dropped a little bit in my book because you said that. Something <laughs> I've never, something I've never thought of when I've gone. Wilding. I know, man. I know. And if you see one, they're crazy. Imagine waking up butt naked in the middle of the night and there's a scorpion in your room. My, I was talking to my dad over the weekend, and he was talking about wanting to, where he might retire to where he'd want to live, some more warm weather. He's talking about like South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, places like that. And I asked him, do you, do you like Arizona at all? And he, this is what he immediately, what he brought up is the scorpions, that he has a friend out there. He'd been visiting his friend and he asked his friend about the scorpions. You know, like how much of an issue is that really? And his friend said, oh no, you don't have to worry about it. You, you get a company to spray for it like any other pest control. And if you want to see if there's any out there, you just use this blue light. But there won't be because we just had treatment. He turns on the blue light, boom, scorpion. Right there on the back deck, of course. Nah, nah, nah. Like, I mean, I could do the occasional ant situation. Um, I could do, you know, maybe, ah, you know, a uh, couple Singular. spiders. Singular. Ah, roach. If it's more than oh. one, no, can't do it. But scorpions, definitely not. Like, I'm not even attempting to live there like or try to make it work. Um, the scorpion, dog? Scorpion. Poisonous scorpions? Sc Get scorpion is crazy, dog. <laughs> scorpions are crazy. It's, hard to, it's almost hard to believe we have that in our country. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, not Australia you, or, you know. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, what are we yeah. doing here? This is America. <laughs> I'm like, I know it's the desert, but it's just like, geez, man. Yeah, you forget sometimes. We're not even talking about rattlesnakes and stuff like that. That's a whole other nah, uh, ball yeah, game out there. Nah. Yeah. Nah, At least you hear that coming. Tone, All right, you, so you don't have to worry about that, Tone. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Cross that off your list. There we go. Yeah, scorpions mm -hmm. don't exist in Chicago. Uh, you were talking a big game last time we talked to you about your diaper changing skills. How's that gone? Have you have you gotten sprayed? Have you gotten um, leakage? I, I've, or? I've had to, to readjust. Uh, a little bit. I mean, the, the the more you're with a baby, you just see things, and it kind of changes you a little bit. So, um, Jason, you, you you're probably familiar with the blowout. Oh yes, that is what we called it too. Yeah, and many of those in the car. Damn. When it right. happens in the car, it's like, what are we supposed to do? Ooh. I mean, you pull right. over and bank it, it changes. Lots, you. you find a park bench. Like yeah, you got a problem. It, blowout is it, a problem. It was the way tone. It was the way tone set it up. It's like when somebody describes seeing a dead body for the first time, or like yeah. it's harrowing. Mm -hmm. That's it's harrowing. what. That's what tone yeah. said. He's like, you know, it uh, it, it changes you, Russ. Like when picture, you kill somebody picture for a balloon. <laughs> picture a balloon, and it's full of super liquidy baby poop, and at some point, pop. That's kind of how it goes. And you don't know yeah. when. 
and you yeah, don't, you know, don't know when. You, know, and, you and, can go, and, go two weeks without one, and then you're in the car driving to Target or driving two hours away, uh-huh. and boom, boom. Uh-huh. And you know, and, and, the first way you know is from the smell. Yeah. You put like uh, a, they're like a protector towel you put down in the seat so that the cleanup is easy if it happens. Because that's what I would do. Like if I knew that this was a possibility, I'm always putting this protective layer down so we can just wrap it up, throw it in the trash, and see, you don't have to that's, worry about it. See, that's that's the thing. It happens at the the most inopportune time. You're There's visiting no in laws. Happen when you're ready. You're visiting you're your parents. Yeah. You're visiting cousins. Like you're never truly ready. You are. You always kind of suspect. Where you you know you have an extra pair of clothes and stuff like that. You always have an extra pair of clothes whenever you go out, but it's not something that you want to do. And here's the funny thing too: they're completely comfortable after it's done, right? They they'll cry over a pee diaper, oh, but they're just as calm. And you're thinking, oh man, it's such a nice calm baby. And then you realize why the calmness happened because mm-hmm. they just went through the storm. Incredible. And yeah, it's. And here's even with right diaper technology is really great right now. They have blowout protection, quote unquote. Is that what they? But call sometimes it? They, that's what they call it. They like it's blowout protection. Okay. It's like a I little raise. People use that term until now. So it keeps yeah, everything yeah. indoors. It, it, it's supposed to keep everything indoors, but sometimes, but sometimes, you know the uh, you know the spirit get full and it overflows the cup. And it's, I mean, all up the back and feed, and you just got to, all right, where's the sink? And just dip the baby in in the sink. Yes. Turn the faucet. And you throw throw a lot of stuff away. So that's my question. So are you in the point where, like, all right, whole outfit, track? It depends. It it, it depends on how fast you get to it. If if it's on the clothes, you, you try and, you know, clean it, wipe it. You spray with the, if you're at home, great. You spray with the the stain remover. You can, if you catch it early and get on top of it. But if you are a long way from home and it happens, you got to chalk that up to the game, big dog. My wife grew up in a house where they they were strictly not wasteful at all mm-hmm. about anything. So mm-hmm. she would always be trying to salvage these things. And I am like, there is no onesie I care about that much. Like we, we bring extra clothes everywhere we go. And mm-hmm. if something, if, if this thing is so drenched in baby poop in a blowout, it's just going in the trash. We don't, we could buy another one. We can go to old Navy right now yeah. if you want, but I'm not 100%. trying to save this. I don't want to put this in my washing machine. That's where I put my clothes. Yeah. I'm with you. So there, there there's a couple outfits. My wife definitely was like, you know what? Don't need this in my life anymore. And then it just proceeded to get thrown away. So, <laughs> That's like, like so my, that's, that's, that's like when Anna stepped in the uh, the poop at the gas station. Oh yeah, she was yeah. much older. Gone. She was like uh-huh. seven years older. But I was like, "Where'd your mom get these sandals?" Walmart. Bye. All right. Yeah, they're not Prada or anything like that. Yeah. But you do one of the things that happens as a parent, and when you're younger and you're not a parent, you'll see other parents doing stuff like this, handling bodily fluids, and you'll be like, "Oh, gross." But man, you'll get over that real fast. Oh yeah, because you will very quickly handle every possible bodily fluid from that baby, from mm-hmm. throw up to diarrhea to blood to whatever. Like it's all mm-hmm. you're going to deal with all of it. I know on your uh, bare hands. I'm thinking about like the blowout and like the throwing of the clothes away. It's just like as an adult, if you boo booed on yourself, you're probably throwing those clothes away. Those khakis are done. Them draws, those khakis. Just 
I mean, Maybe even so. even if they could be, even if they could be saved, you don't even want the memory. You don't even want the memory. You don't want to, you, you know, get them out. Shit's again. You're right. Yeah, you're, like, like, you're, like, right. you're like, I don't like to think about that day. Yep. Uh, I had a, a literally that happened. Like the pair of shoes I tore my Achilles in. I couldn't keep those. Yeah, I uh, hear you. I hear you. Get them away. All right. So serious question, Tone. This is not about diapers and all that. You've been a dad for two months now. Mm-hmm. How do you feel this has changed you already? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think the first step, right, is you the ability to be unselfish. And I think it started out with getting married, right, to my wife where, hey, it's not about you anymore. It's about the collective. It's about you and her. You got to think about her whenever you're making uh, uh, an important decision or decisions in general. Um, but it's like times a hundred with with the baby. Um, and I guess the the simple example is is sleep, right? Like it's four in the morning. She's crying because she's hungry, and she's hungry because her stomach can't hold enough food to last her an entire night uh, of sleep. So she's she's gonna wake up and she's gonna say, hey, I'm hungry, I need to eat. Everything that's in you, right, is, look, it's four in the morning. I need sleep to be active during the day. Uh, But you can't do that. You, You cannot do that, you have to get up and you have to know, be coherent, right? Enough to not spill, which I did. I got a story about that. Like I was so upset. Um, but, and then like recognize like, Hey, this is, this is, this is a child. She needs this like, and, and not do it like with an attitude, like, cause that's, that's selfish. Like even doing those things with an, if you're doing it with like an attitude, like, man, I wish I was asleep. Like that's not, that's not really showing or, or growing i think as a as a parent it undercuts so, the good thing that you're doing yeah yeah it undercuts the whole thing so as difficult it is to get up like out of your rem sleep mm-hmm. right like forcing yourself up um you know growing in that aspect of patience right like when she's crying she may just want to be held she may just want to be picked up she's she's not hungry she's didn't use the bathroom she just want to be picked up and learning that, hey, whatever, whatever you do now is for this person. This should be your biggest investment of time, money, emphasis, like all of that changes. Like, of course, I still have my personal goals and stuff that I want to do in my career and a bunch of other things, but it's a shift in focus of this is going to me be my investment as much as i want to give these other stuff to the the world you know podcasting skills whatever this person is going to be my lasting effect to the world more than any other project more than any other uh job or career move um this person she or in in our residual if we have children after this they are going to be what i leave here and they're going to be the example of the person that that i was what i find interesting talking to you about this now and in our other conversations is 
how much of what you say I feel like still applies to me. And my kids are nine and 12. And it's not the exact same. Obviously, you're dealing with different things mm-hmm. when your daughter's an infant. But there's a lot of parallels to like these changes that you have to make as a person are not just while there's an infant in the house. This is long term. I also was thinking when I talked to you leading up to your daughter being born and probably in the week to two weeks afterward, we're being real here, you uh, you were high anxiety. You were under a lot of stress and I don't want to say you were dealing badly with it or anything because it's hard to deal with, but it was definitely getting to you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there was a turning point at, at some stage where you were able to settle in a little bit more? Uh, you know, right after she was born. Um, I don't remember if I talked about it the last time I was here, but it wasn't an easy labor like we got to the hospital that tuesday um and she didn't she wasn't born till thursday thursday morning uh and it was not easy uh for for stephanie um Mm -hmm. it was very i i would use the word traumatic um that she's being induced but nothing is changing she's feeling all of the effects of labor but the baby isn't coming for like that is very for three days. Like that is so physically and that's 24 hours straight of feeling the pains, but having no results. That's at the same time, physically uh, traumatic, but also emotionally like, Hey, I'm going through all these physical things with no results at the end. Like what's going on. And then from my end, me having no clue what to do and i can't do anything i'm just there holding her hand praying with her praying for her because that's all i can offer because i can't soothe that pain that she's going through for three days um and as it went it got you know in a dangerous level right before she was born where they were saying look you're contracting a lot and at this point every time you have a contraction Anaya's heart rate is going down so we have to do a c-section in order to make sure that she is safe nobody wants to hear that part that's intense right that is it and and this is like two o'clock in the morning and 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 we're like what what's and they're telling us hey if you do the c-section you got to do it in the next 30 minutes so like I was definitely ignorant in terms of how it, this is supposed to go. I thought it was, oh, you're being induced. You pull up. They give you a little shoddy shot. You know, boom, by boom. <laughs> contractions happen. Boom. We got a baby. Shot. That was that was. Imagine if complete... he was a doctor. That's how he would describe it. <laughs> to the patient. Do a little shoddy shot. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> baby. Pull up. <laughs> but that, that, it, it turned out to be the complete opposite. Uh, of that and uh, you know you you learn patience you learn uh, to trust God you you learn a lot about your relationship right with the person Um, I mean sticking together through those things I mean there was a lot of tears during during that stretch Um, but you know ultimately things change when 
they they pull her out and she cries and we look at each other like wow like that's that's our child like she made it here she's healthy i mean it it was that was the moment where i can be like okay i can i can take a, a breath now uh, stephanie's okay and anaya's okay we can we can go that's good man what was the spill story i want to know that before we go so um it was one of those nights uh where uh i was just i was tired tired and she got up you know around her normal time for between 4 30 and 5 30 where is the middle of the night feeding uh but i was super tired this day so i get up and you know uh stuff she's see uh, we have a storage supply of of milk and so i'm going to measure it out and as i'm measuring out i spill at least an ounce and i'm like mm-hmm. Yo, like this is this is liquid gold right now. Like, what's going on? We can't. I spill it on myself. Right. So you're like, like, okay, it's you get so tired, you're not even a person anymore. Right. There's tired, and then there's tired from having an infant. It's like you're not even there. You're outside your body, just kind of watching robot you try to manage this, and your arms don't work right. And yeah, yeah. So I spill it out, and I'm like, oh man. Like, all right. So I clean it up, and she's she's going like ham. She's like, "Hey, I'm 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 hungry here." Big dog. So get get it together, <laughs> right? So Stephanie is sleeping. Uh, so I I pick Anaya up. In a house with six exactly. people, probably. So I pick Anaya up. I take her into the kitchen with me. She's still crying. I finally get the the milk going the the right amount. I'm warming it up. I'm testing it now to see if it's warm. But Naya's still, still crying. So uh, Stephanie wakes up. She comes out. She's still sleeping. the whole thing you're trying to avoid. Right. I'm trying to avoid. You try so hard to avoid it because you both are going through it. There's no reason we both need to be up. She's going to be just as tight. You're you're trying to be the hero. I've been there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm trying to, you know, do a good thing. But, hey, you know how that goes. Mm -hmm. So Stephanie comes out. She's like, hey, you okay? And as she's going down, I'm testing the milk. Mm -hmm. And then another ounce spill because oh, I didn't Lord. twist the cap all the way. Oh, I put the bottle down and Anaya's in my, my left hand. I go to the kitchen sink and I pound my fist on the on the on the sink. It's marble it's it's marble. And I'm surprised everybody didn't wake up. I was so upset. Right. I was so upset at that moment. Not with Anaya, not with her. But with the fact that I was putting my team, my family, at a disadvantage by spilling two ounces of milk, man, I was I was so upset. Stephanie's like, "No, it's okay, it's okay." So she runs in and gets Anaya, and I was like, "Okay, I need I need a second. And then I just took that second. I was like, "Lord, you gotta help me. You gotta help me. Uh, I, I'm losing focus here. Like I'm getting angry." So I, I I took a second, cleaned up, I went back in the in the room, and I apologized. I was like. Steph, sorry, you know, you had to see that. And then I apologized tonight. I was like, hey, sorry, daddy, sorry. Like, you know, sorry, I don't want you to see that. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was, that was, that was probably the most upset. And it, again, not with her. I was just upset at myself yeah. Yeah. that I spilled two ounces. And, you know, you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. So. But it, ha- but that's going to keep happening. Like when you're telling that, I, I can think of times where I get, so it's a little, it's not apples to apples, but I'll get so frustrated with something about my kids or there's something else going on 
Like, not only am I frustrated with them, and that, but then one of them spills milk all over the place, like regular milk, or an egg or something like that. And I'll just be like, I'll just be like, I have to step away. Yeah. Like, Ashley, you have to come in. You got to handle this. I, I mm-hmm. got to step out. Russ, yeah. I like how you have his daughter uh, growing up calling him Big Dog all the time. Let's see if we can make think, that stick. I just think that's how, in her baby way, a Big Dog, you got to get this thing together. You spilling milk. Chop, chop. I think before once, I gotta get, she can before talk, I got to get the real big dog in here. Once she can talk, we should start to get that going. I think we should, I want to hear her like age nine being like, hey, big dog, how about a couple of money, a couple of dollars for the candy store? How about big a couple dog, bucks to that, go to the movie? Make big that dog? left right here so we can get yeah. some McDonald's. <laughs> hey, big dog, how about a ride over to Taco Bell? And I don't want to hear when you got no McDonald's money. You know, I yeah, saw it. Man. You understand me? I know what you do, podcast man. <laughs> <laughs> Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo, uh, my man Anthony Edwards was wilding. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's wrong with these new the stars, man. Like, that's one thing that I wish that they would learn from the previous stars, right? MJ, LeBron, not Kobe. Like, man, keep 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 the dirty laundry like out of the public eye, man. Like, it's too, it's too late for that, man. Bro, like they, they those, need guys to... that, those guys that you mentioned grew up free social media. Everything's electronic now. Everything's so, text. Everything's social media. There's a I LeBron learned on the fly. There's I can't imagine. I can't imagine having two hundred million at twenty two years old at all. Right? Like I, I yeah. That's just yeah, probably even, even if you even if you came from. <clears throat> A good home, even if you came from a yes, house where you had parents, I would be that taught you things and kind of set you on the right out here. It's, it's still a wild situation to walk into, from broke to two hundred million. We talk about me being a wild boy. Imagine me at twenty two now, two hundred million. Come on, man. I'm talking to everybody, Grant. <sighs> even though I know it's wrong. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he said, up the bag. "Hey, man. Adam, send the video." Adam Silver is. Got his work cut out for him because we slide in instead of instead of uh, instead of the 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 crack era of the seventies right and the eighties that the BBL that era they have to this is the BBL era the BBL like era. Adam Silver's gonna have to do some hey right now I own your phone now I see every text that you make now <laughs> you've got him issuing company phones to every player yep. in the NBA. Yep, and if I catch you with another name, another phone, in your name, suspension. I mean, that's that's what the big dog would do. They're gonna start policing that, like they police uh, gambling and stuff. That's what David Stern would do. He's not playing around with them. What? Hit that. Hey, I gotta make an example out of you. Exactly. Like, hey, I think these boys. I shouldn't call them that. These men have and say what you want about David Stern. He protected the NBA. 
right? He was a jerk. He swore at everybody. He he kept everybody in line. And I think they are. I think these these dudes are taking advantage of, of Adam Silver's Adam Silver kindness. Is far too buddy buddy. I always say he needs he needs Big to song. not be friends with with these dudes. This Big is a business man. Like y'all out here cutting up too crazy, too crazy. Like what what are y'all doing? Like how is he supposed to promote? Ja just coming off a, a gun charge and, and acting now, act, acting like people were after him. Talking about he kept receipts. I'm like, damn, you did this to yourself. Right. That's like, what? I, I was bothered. Zion out here messing up. Like, Draymond out here going crazy. Andy Edwards. Like, come on, man. Like, what? This, this, this would not have happened under David Starr. Especially when you brought up Ja and Draymond. This is something you should have seen coming. Yes. And didn't clearly do enough about until it got way too out of control. And you had no trust yes. in both of those guys. These dudes need to feel like the league will go on without you. I will be unsure of that. The league will go on without you. Yeah, there'll be a new John Morant in the draft next mm-hmm. year, and we'll be fine. And we will promote him, even if he's not as good. We will promote him as such. <laughs> we will promote this product. So either you get in line or you get out. Make your money, shut up, go home. Tony Gill, uh, the next NBA commissioner, sounding a lot like a dad. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's, that's another thing, too. I think I have no, less patience for those dudes. Right. Less, less patience for, for for that stuff. It's like, come on now, you 200 meals up and then you're going to put all that at a risk, all of that, because you you want to enter the BBL era. <laughs> it's not even real. Tony's been a dad for two months and he sounds like his dad already. Russ, Russ is on board with me on this. What? I'm 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 with Tony. I think some dudes you gotta you, we gotta have to chill out. Gotta chill out. You're too out there. Like there's a lot of people that's wilding that you'll never hear about. Do that. Like it's just everybody want to be famous. Everybody got their phone out. Everybody and you have to assume. And we can get into news with this. You people assume that you're not getting screenshot. You have to assume that everything is getting screenshot. That's what I'm saying, man. I That's think where it has to be. Like, right. All right, this message is going to get screenshot and be on TMZ tomorrow. A hundred percent. If somebody needs money, absolutely. I live my life. I, I, I'm not 200 million up. No, I think you're right. I think. That's what I'm saying is there's always a trail now. There, it's not a paper trail. It's a digital trail. But there's all if everything is done by text. And when I say text, I mean written words. So if everything is done in a text message or a tweet or a DM or whatever way, like it's all done that way. It's never done verbally. So there's you- always going to be a trail that leads back or there's always going to be something that somebody could use to. They record a phone call. And man, they're going to use that. That is there to be used if they want something or if they're just mad or I mean, like that could be turned on you at any point. That's a massive liability to be walking around with. Anthony Edwards, she could have cracked him. Oh, she could have cracked him. She only got a hundred thousand. This, this man, these girls are snipers out here. Hey, I want fifty thousand first of every month, and it better be there for me to get this done. Matter of fact, hundred thousand for wasting my time. (laughs) They're not messing around with these dudes, and they getting it. Brothers, right there. Hey, they sending it over right now. Mm-hmm. It's just like don't you don't you? Out. Anthony Edwards would have rather had that than this mess. She was she was actually being rather cool about it, and he was she was being gracious. By the way, 
Phil yeah. was like, you know what, big dog? I got it. Just don't talk to me. Like, like he was he was out of pocket without he was talking to her. You want to do the news? She could have said. You still have no Please, no. She, she could have said, you know what? Yeah, I'll take the pills. Not take the pills. Get your 100000 and then have the baby. She could have done that. There are a lot of people who have done that. And she did. And she was like, bro, I'll do it. Send the, just don't talk to me that way. And he's like, send a bit. I'm like, all right, nigga, come on now, big dog. Can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> Can't do that, man. You got to watch how you talk to people. How you talk to people is so important. <laughs> He was he was going crazy. Yeah. Now you can go. Okay, I want to give you the space. No, I'm done. More. I'm done because it didn't want it to was talk good. about it. I, I liked it. I was just having a little bit of a hard time reading you guys' pauses. My but thoughts. I, mean, I wanted I to give some, you the space for it. I pause because I have thoughts on it that aren't always. I don't always know if I should put it into the ethos, right? Like if we're yep. all having dinner, yep. I would tell y'all yep. unedited, yep. unadulterated, but. Like we just said, I assume everything is going to be on TMZ. Yeah, including this clip. When someone needs it, yeah. So I got to edit. Got to self edit. Once Tone's fed up with, uh, you know, how little we're paying him, then he'll do it. Let's do the news, Russ. All right. <laughs> you remember Tommy DeVito? That's still a thing. <laughs> I, I do. The Giants I do. I, I think. I'm happy for him. I think I'm happy for his agent, even Sean Stellato. It's fun. Which it's got to be fun. It's got to be fun. Because it's changing now. That's his agent. He hired a marketing manager, too. But I think everything probably, this is a reasonable guess, probably got too big too fast. For sure. With Tommy DeVito. And it's a lot to try to manage when you weren't in when your when hometown. Yeah, you thought you'd be a practice squad quarterback or something, and now you got a lot. You got a lot going on. Uh, he games. got some. He got some very bad publicity after his agent Sean Stellato uh, tried to double his appearance fee for a local pizza shop, Coniglio's in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom Coniglio, the owner of this, went public with it, and that put Tommy DeVito in the news in a very bad way. And it sounded like just reading what. Tommy DeVito said about it, and as you're alluding to, his action of hiring a marketing manager. Mm-hmm. He, Sean Stellato is still his agent, but now he's hired a uh, an experienced marketing manager. I believe it's Max the same Sports. guy that is uh, Jalen Johnson's yeah. marketing manager with the Bears. Um, that Tommy DeVito didn't have any control over this and was probably as surprised as he said he was over his agent trying to double the, the appearance fee from 10000 to 20000 after a big win on Monday Night Football kind of put him in the spotlight. Uh, yeah, and listen, he ended up doing it pro bono. Sort of. I, he went and had lunch with the shop owner, and then they worked out a different deal without okay. it, Sean Stilato it had been there. Reported, it had been reported that he did it. He came back and did it for free. Um, I figured it you're, wasn't. You're, you're essentially right. You're essentially right. He's coming back in January, and he's going to do it as a um, for charity. Got he's going to he's going to come and actually work behind the counter. Tommy DeVito is, and all the proceeds him and uh, the pizza shop owner are going to send that to charity. So you, you basically have it right. Good for Tommy. I'm happy for him. Illinois. I do. I do feel like this is. Uh, it also was very funny that the agent was not part of this lunch. And uh, the the pizza shop owner, Tom Coniglio, made that very clear that he was not welcome. Uh, and they still have beef. 
He said to the New York Post, quote, there's no apology because until it didn't go his way, talking about Sean Salato, he wasn't interested in apologies or calling back. Now, all of that being said, I'm very curious how Tony Gill would handle this if he had an agent who had arranged an appearance for a $10,000 fee and then for whatever reason, Tony Gill became a viral sensation and was very famous and Tony Gill's agent behind the scenes was trying to double the fee, like yesterday's price is not today's price. Nah, I mean, uh, I, I, you stand by your commitment. You made the commitment, hey, this is what it is. Just going forward, you know, it, it changed. I'm a starting quarterback now, so the price is going to go up. So, um, yeah, I, that's 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 not standing on business. That's that's not being loyal. That's not that's all the things that, that I don't want to have as a quality of the people that represent me or around me. I can't I can't rock with that. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, everything you do is not about money. It's how you represent yourself. I'm with Tone. Yes, yesterday's price is not today's price. But if you agree to something, mm-hmm. do that appearance, and then from this day forward, this is what my price will be. And then no bad publicity. No, they don't have to go. I, and I, I think it's better on Tommy's character that he said, you know what? Nobody else, me. I'm going to call uh, Mr. Coniglio. We're going to sit down, talk, have lunch, figure this out. Just us. Because at the end of the day, you, you're you the client. Like, your agent represents you. And so December 10th, he went and hired Max Sports to handle all of this stuff. So it's a... Uh, It'll work out in the end for Tommy, but I'm glad he said, I'm going to take this into my own hands. And it is probably, to your point, a lot for him. Not only had this happen so fast, but to do it in New York for the Giants, your Jersey kid, everybody loves you. Uh, And so, yeah. A lot came at him very fast. And it's a good save in this situation by Tommy DeVito. Because that is a bad look. And he comes out of it now at the end of things looking all right. You got to fight a eater, right? He pulled out of that nosedive. Well, no. he's just prevented that agent from dealing with uh, his marketing engagement. He still right? handles his contract negotiations. Yeah. Okay. But I okay. would tell yeah, him I, I would start making phone calls. <laughs> you got to. Like, he represents you. He out here making you look real bad. Hey, man, I'm glad you got you and your fedora on ESPN, but I'm at the part ways. <laughs> To be fair, it's probably too much too fast for that agent. We didn't know who that was, Sean Stellato, a couple weeks ago. And now he's having his moment, and he's trying to make the most of it. And I do understand that, even if I'm not going with him down this path. I get where he's coming from on it, of trying to squeeze every bit of this out while he can. Because you compared it to Lynn's sanity. You know, Lynn's sanity didn't last forever. Yeah, like I, I couldn't do that. I'm like, what are you doing? You're an agent. I'm not saying it was be... right for him to do, Tony. I'm just saying I no, no, no. His thinking. No, no. What, what I'm saying is just all, all of what his agent is doing. I should not know that man's name if it's not or in accordance to the business contracts that he's negotiating. Like I don't need him on the sidelines. I don't need him being a star. Like that's just. I'm like, hey man, you doing too much. I, I'm a fine. I'm gonna put my business elsewhere. Like I need people that are caring about my business and not their personal propaganda. I, I can't rock with that. That's I don't think any whatever promotion he's trying to do to get more clients, I think it's it's showing away clients. Look, I don't need a the superstar agents get the big contracts. The superstar agents don't go on TV and make a fool out of themselves on their outfits. It's true. 
So. Russ, we were talking about air travel earlier. I have an mm -hmm. absolutely crazy air travel story for you from the Associated Press. A Russian man travels. This is a, an insane story if you've ever been very aggressively patted down or questioned by TSA or customs okay. coming back into the country, which which I have both. I I one time had to fly for some reason didn't have my license or my license got lost or I was changing, getting a new license. And you actually can fly without your license domestically if you have the right paperwork, but you don't get to go through TSA um, pre-check. So it was a very thorough pat down at the Boston airport, more thorough than necessary in my opinion. And then I also accidentally had some fruit, like some apples or something in my backpack coming back from the Bahamas. And you can't do that. So I know what this is like a little. I'm sure there are people who have been shaken down, patted down much worse than this. But a Russian man named Sergei Vladimir, Vladimirovich Ochagava was somehow able to fly from Denmark to Los Angeles with neither a passport nor a plane ticket, according to the FBI. This was last month. No passport and no ticket for the flight was able to fly into the country from Copenhagen. He got on this flight on Scandinavian Airlines and took an unoccupied seat, which was supposed to be unoccupied. You know, planes have to manage weight distribution and things like that. Just because there's that many seats on the plane doesn't necessarily mean they're allowed to fill them all and fly safely. So the flight crew immediately noticed that that person is in a seat that was supposed to be empty. And once the plane and this is after the plane's in the air that they notice this, the guy gets up and just starts going around, kind of roaming around the cabin, talking to people. And according to the report, he ate two meals and tried to eat one of the flight attendants' chocolate bars. When he was questioned, he was real sketchy on a lot of the details, said he didn't know how he got through security without a passport back in Copenhagen. Uh, he claimed that he hadn't been sleeping for three days, and so he was very confused about everything that was going on. He said that he had dropped his passport, that he had a U.S. passport, but he lost it on the plane. Uh, the FBI disputes all of this, says none of those claims are correct. Here's my thing. This guy appears to have a mental illness or something. Um, right. I, but I, so that explains why he would do this, I guess. I don't understand how this is possible that he did yeah, this. Yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's too many, far too many fail-safes for this to happen. And like, God forbid, it's some hor horrific story that happens because of this. I know. But like, my man was roaming the plane, eating, and only reason he got caught was because he was wilding out. If he wasn't wilding out, he would have had zero issues. You're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Russ, you familiar with the actress Cameron Diaz? I am. I am. Oh, wow. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, just the way you she said it was kind of sensual. No, 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 no. The early 2000s, she was one of those ones. Uh, Cameron Diaz said this week on the Lipstick on the Rim podcast that we should, quote, normalize having marriages where the husband and wife have separate bedrooms. Here's what she said. And now... Tony Gill reads. 
That was. Y'all miss yes. him? No. I miss you. Early? No. Well, we appreciate you missing us, Tony Gogo Glasses. Had to give you the chance to bring this back, though. Uh, thank you guys for having me come back to the show. You know, shout shout out to to Rick Camp. Been doing a great job. Love that man. But I'm I'm so glad to be with you guys. Tony Gill with glasses back in the building. You understand me? A little bit under the weather, but hey, you know that's how it goes sometimes. You understand me? You feel me, Jason? You you feel me? You hear me? Yes, I, I hear you. I feel you, Tony Gill with glasses. Yes. Cameron Diaz, man, I ain't seen Cameron Diaz in a minute. What, what's on that these days? Does she still have? She don't got to work no. She don't got to work I no more. I think she is semi-retired. Yeah. For Mac. Hmm. Okay. She's still fine. Are you gonna, are you gonna read what she said, Tony Gill with glasses? As the yes, whole yes, yes. we played the intro for it. That's what yeah. I'm assume that's why you have glasses yes. on. Yes. So I okay. can read. All right, here we go. You're out of practice a little bit. You're yeah, stalling because you didn't have it up and ready, huh? Actually I, I I did, but you know, I gotta I gotta make sure I can see everything. So I gotta take the glasses. Okay. Why are you yeah, removing still, still fine. glasses to read? Uh, so I, so I can see what's going on, Jason. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Cameron Diaz on the Lipstick on the Rim podcast. Hey, yo. To me, I would literally, I have my house. You have yours. We have the family house in the middle. I will go and sleep in my room. You go sleep in your room. I'm fine. And we have the bedroom in the middle that we can convene in for our relations. Did right. she say relations or did Tone PG that up? No, she actually said relations. That is what Tony would do. You're right. But she that is actually she he read the quote verbatim. Okay. Um she's not the first person to, I've actually thought about this before. I've had this conversation with some friends before, where that doesn't seem like the worst situation. Um I think everybody has a way of sleeping. And I think, Jay, you you know when you're not at home, you get the best sleep of your life. It's true. It's true. When you have the bed to yourself, you sleep. And so imagine however you want you in your home. You got a king size bed you go to. Ashley got a king size bed that she can go to. Everybody gets the best sleep of their life. And it's like, yo, I'll come sleep over. You come sleep over. But on those nights, maybe we not rocking tonight. Maybe we not vibing. Everybody can go to their own corner. We can calm down. We can make up. I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. We're still married. Well, We're still a is, union. We still live in the same house. We, it is we, completely we, insane, right? the scenario she's describing for most regular people. That, oh, the house part is wild. Yeah. Well, she's not saying – she doesn't. She said the word house, but I don't think that's what she meant. I think she meant like I have my room in the house and mm-hmm. you have your room in the house. Mm-hmm. So you have a married couple taking up three bedrooms in a home. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, most mm-hmm. of us can't do that. No, most of us can't have the husband has a bedroom, the wife has a bedroom, and then we have our sex bedroom and, you know, then whatever. But I also am kind of hung up on how does this work? Like, how do you actually make this? How do you know when the the shared bedroom is going to be used? Here's my thing. I would go. I'm going. There's no spontaneity. Yeah, I wouldn't have the shared. If I out of her equation, I'd take the shared bedroom out and I'd be like, you I think there would be a lot of uh, miscommunication problems. I think there would be times where you would go into the shared bedroom. One party's in the mood and the other is not. 
Yeah, and you'd be in, you know, some velvet underwear or whatever, and there's there's <laughs> rose petals. Brother. I'm just imagining some rose petals all over the bed, and you're just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting for a train that is not coming. You're just sitting there waiting and waiting. Uh, you're getting sleepy. You're getting sleepy. Like, oh man. Oh well. But then what do you do? You send a text and be like, "Hey, I'm in this. I'm in the shared bedroom." FYI. You up? Send the you right. up text in your own home. Right. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, that's why. That's why exactly. <laughs> Finally, Russ, when you buy a real Christmas tree, which this was something we did for years until this year, when you right. buy a real Christmas tree, it's very important to remember that that is a real tree and it would do all the things that trees do. It just happens to be going inside your house uh, from Fox 56 TV station in Lexington, a family in Lexington, Kentucky had their tree, a real tree in their home for four days before they realized that there was an owl living in it. Four days of this thing in the middle of their home, they have dogs too. And this is in their living room where they hang out all the time. There's been an owl the whole time. I'm surprised you didn't notice the poop. I would think there would have to be owl feces somewhere. No owls. You don't hear the owl hooting the day one? Maybe not. Putting it up, putting the lights and ornaments on it? The picture I saw, yeah, it was fully decorated too. They somehow decorated this thing. I saw a video of it and a picture of it. They somehow decorated this thing with the owl in it. The owl didn't come in after they decorated it, obviously. Uh, it was discovered by a carpet cleaner. They had hired a guy to come in, clean the carpeting while they were out, and he sent them a photo. He texted them a photo of him in front of their Christmas tree holding this owl. He caught the owl with his work gloves and then released it out into the, uh, into the backyard. I just don't know how you wouldn't notice this. I don't know how you how you could have an owl living in your Christmas tree and not be aware of it. The guy, the carpet cleaner noticed it because he was plugging some equipment and he noticed the tree kept kind of wobbling a little bit. Like something was making the tree move, you know, like a bird would. The the woman of the house, Michelle White, tells Fox 56 that if the carpet cleaner had only seen it but not caught it and let it out, she says, quote, I would have left the house. The owl could have stayed without me. I wasn't coming home, end quote. That's wow. It's better than a squirrel. I'd be much more freaked out having a squirrel in the house than a bird of any kind. Yeah. Yeah. That's the news. Uh, you know what? I'm going to think about that now. Which one I would rather. Bird or rodent? Bird or squirrel? Bird could be pretty annoying if you don't have anything to catch it with. I don't think you're going to catch a squirrel real easily. I think you could. Because they're not going to they're not going to be in the air. Anything that's in the air, I really gravity is going to keep that prevent me from doing much. If I don't I like think that you're going to have a hard time. The, the good thing about the carpet guy knowing what to do is like most nuisances that get in your house, you're going to have a hard time getting rid of it without killing it. So that was the best thing that could have happened to that baby owl was that someone who had work gloves on and could catch it and release it caught it because most people probably the solution is going to involve that's the end for that owl or squirrel or mouse or whatever. (laughs) Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Um, It is nice having Tone back. 
for the first time in six months on our podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's good to see you, Tone. I'm glad everything's going well. It was a joy to have you back here with us this week. Uh, we'd like to thank our wonderful sponsors, like Cheats and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get 23 dollars off your next purchase i don't think by the time you listen to the podcast that it's gonna make it there in time for christmas but you can always order and do that hey hey man it's in the mail been there before hey didn't get here in time but it's in the mail you can still go on get the sheet set pillow mattress whole shebang bang sheets giggles.com forward slash s a also brought to you by bet mgm you can make hella bets Hella bets. Football. We're about to get <laughs> that'd be a good new slogan for them. I like that. <laughs> you could make hella bets. You could uh we're about to be in the playoffs in the NFL. Basketball is is really getting going. We're about to be on the Christmas Day games. By the time you hear this podcast, the, the Christmas Day games will be a couple of days away. You can bet on that. Bet MGM. You can use our promo code adjacent 1000 That is adjacent 1000 Get 15. $100 back in free betting credit if you do not win your first bet. Bet MGM, the king of sports books. Gentlemen, anything before we let the fine folks go? Tone, what's the uh, have you been following the Bears at all while you've been out? Yeah, they doing my man uh, Justin Dirty. They they about to get that man up out of here for no reason other than a bad offensive coordinator. That's That's bad business right there. You know what's crazy? And we won't get into it. I still have my doubts because I don't think Caleb Williams is as good as people thought he was. And I think teams know it now. Oh, by the way, Merry Christmas, everybody out there. We won't Merry Christmas. After Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Enjoy your time with family and your friends. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.